Hello, Ladue Schools community. This is Jim Whipke, your superintendent, and it's been a while since we've done a podcast. I want to apologize for that. Uh, we obviously have been a little busy. I know you all at home and in the Ladue Schools community have been a little bit busy. So let me recap and let me remind you what we try and do with our uh, Ladue Schools podcast. We uh, believe in seeing our kids, serving our kids, and connecting with our kids uh, we want to reach out to our community and talk to you about some of the things that we are doing to do just that. See our kids, serve our kids, and connect with our kids. Uh, obviously, through the pandemic, we have been a tremendous partner with you all. You all have been a tremendous partner with us as well. Uh, and we've gotten through a good, a good portion of our pandemic. So I'm excited that we are going to talk in our podcast. And it's not about the pandemic. It's not about covid uh, or anything related to that, it's going to be about our students, it's going to be about Ladue, and it's going to be about our future. And you know I will not do that alone. In fact, I have two experts in the field of curriculum instruction with us today from Ladue Schools. We have Layla Crabtree. Layla is our coordinator for ELA, uh, English Language Arts, and she's also our coordinator that services our social studies department. Uh, Layla, we are so glad to have you here. I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself here in a minute. And then we also have Amy Zelensky. Uh, Dr. Zelensky is with us, uh, and she is our assistant superintendent of curriculum instruction, and she oversees our entire curriculum and instruction department uh, and works hand in hand with me. Uh, both of these uh, professional educators have been integral in starting our strategic planning process, which we currently have begun uh, as of today, sending out information to our families. We'll get more into that here in a minute. But Layla and Amy, first of all, thank you for being here at CSERV Connect podcast for Ladue. Uh, I want to welcome you. And can you just take a minute to introduce yourselves and say hello to our community? All right, I, I'll go first. Uh, hello, I'm Amy Zelensky, as Dr. Whipke said. I'm the Assistant Superintendent of Curriculum and Instruction, and I'm really excited to be working and uh, creating our new strategic plan for the next five years. Um, obviously, curriculum and instruction will play quite a role. Uh, the teaching and learning and the work we do with our students is, the, is at the heart of what, of what we do here in Ladue. So very excited uh, to begin this journey with everyone. And I'm Layla Crabtree. Um, again, thank you so much for having me today. I have kind of an interesting um, relationship with the Ladue School District. I'm both an alumni. Um, I've taught in the district for 20 years, and I'm also a parent. And so I've seen a lot of change over the 20 years that I've been a staff member in the district, and then my 30-plus years um, <laughs> of being a student. And I think that this is a really exciting time for our district, and I'm so um, energized and encouraged um, by this work and really excited to be a part of it as we move forward. Well, you got a lot of hats that you can wear. Both of you all have a lot of hats that you wear. Uh, and I encourage you to put on, if you want to put on a parent hat to answer one of the questions, put on your coordinator or assistant superintendent's hat to answer a question as we go through here. But think about where we've come, right? Since our last podcast that we've had, um, we have had, oh, wow, Prop L construction started. We have had a groundbreaking ceremonies. We have had the start of the year. Uh, we've welcomed our kids back into our hallways. So it's been quite a journey to get to this point in time. And I think sometimes it might be only natural to say, well, why in the world are you talking about strategic planning now, right? 
Well, I actually think it's the perfect opportunity because throughout the pandemic, we have had to rethink, we have had to relearn exactly how we're educating our, our students. And there have been, and, and Dr. Zelensky, I'm sure you're going to use this terminology because you say it often with me, there have been some silver linings uh, that we've been able to pull out of the pandemic. And it's a great opportunity to rethink about how we're educating our kids and also pull in our community. So what we want to do and what we've started to do with our staff, we've done this with our Board of Education, is we want people to think about the future, but think about who they love, their kids that are going to eventually be walking across the stage and grabbing that Ledoux diploma. And we want to ask and start out with, all right, what are our graduates, right? What do we want them to know? What do we want them to be able to do? What do we want them to be when they walk across that stage? What are those skills and those attributes, Layla and Amy, uh, that we think Ledoux schools graduates should be able to possess? So uh, I'll jump in first. I think, you know, those some of this is what we want to ask the community what they think. Um, but really for me, it's about looking at the, the whole child. Um, I'm a mom too. Um, I have three little ones. And I think when I think about the kind of, of things that I want for my child or what I want them to have when they walk across the stage at their school is, you know, I want them to have all the choices in the world. I want the, the doors of opportunity to be open for them and for them to have the courage and um, skills necessary to walk through whichever door uh, will make them the most happy. Um, because I think as a parent, all of us want our kids to, to find their path and their passion. Um, to be successful in life. And I think that's how you measure success is by finding what it is that you love to do. Um, and so making sure that we create uh, a system here in Ladue that will help create graduates that are that have the, the sky's the limit for them. Um, I want to make sure that we have students that have empathy for one another and empathy for those around them. They're entering into a global world and a global society, and we need to make sure um, that they have the skills to manage that. Um, I think, you know, for me, uh, communication, strong communication skills, I think, is an important piece. Uh, you can know a whole lot of things, but if you're not able to communicate those, you know, verbally, written, orally, uh, and communicate with others, your ideas, uh, they can't go very far. And so um, I think for me, like I said, I just, I, I really... I really believe uh, when we look at our graduate, we need to look, you know, we want them to have the academic skills, but we also want to have, I always tell our teachers what, what we in education call the soft skills, but in every other field, they call them the, the reason we hire you skills, uh, like ability to agree or ability to disagree in uh, an appropriate manner, the um, ability to work together in a group, the ability to problem solve. Um, all of those skills, I think, are really important um, for us to help with our students. I completely agree with Amy. I think that, you know, Latou has a long history of, you know, an excellent tradition of strong academics. But I think, you know, the pandemic has helped us highlight how much more there is to schools than just supporting students in academics. And so, you know, obviously our the whole country and the world is having a lot of conversations around people's mental health. Um, and so when Dr. Zelensky talks about educating the whole child, 
you know, what is it looking forward that, you know, we can do as a Ladue Schools community to make sure that our students are not only academically prepared for whatever path they choose after um, high school, but also that, you know, they feel social, socially and emotionally um, mentally prepared for what comes next. I also think, you know, it's so exciting with the passage of Prop L and we're going to build, you know, these beautiful new elementary buildings, but obviously, you know, buildings are more than just um, things to be pretty and to look at. And so what opportunities for curriculum and instruction do these new buildings provide us um, that will enable us to give even better um, experiences for our students? You guys said so much there, and I'm writing notes as you all are talking uh, and, and uh, you know, picking your brains here on this is, is obviously not only beneficial for myself as superintendent, but beneficial for our entire community to listen to educational experts such as yourself on these topics. We have done this, these activities with groups before, as I said earlier, our Board of Education. Some of our staff has gone through this in terms of our admin council and administrators to talk about what attributes do we want our graduates to have. I thought I would just add to what you all are saying real quickly. And you guys have heard me say this a little bit before, but, you know, Layla, you were talking about future ready. Uh, and now we have our buildings are becoming future ready. And how do we help our students to become future ready? Yes, academics, huge part of that. And, and fortunately for us in Ladue, we, we place an emphasis on those academics and we've seen amazing results. 29 national merit finalists. I mean, that's that's. That's almost unheard of. Uh, you won't see that anywhere in the state of Missouri to have that many national merit finalists. So we'll always place our academics as a priority. But I wanted to also push back a little bit and say, let's rethink about how we're educating our kids to, to Amy's point of those soft skills, the ability to communicate, the ability to, to, to be somewhere on time, the ability to follow through. Uh, all of those are important. And the ability to have confidence and be curious. When I've done these activities before with other school districts, one of the number one attributes that comes out is confidence. How, to instill confidence that when you walk across the stage and you get that prestigious diploma, you can tackle the world. You can take on anything that's going to come your way and to have that confidence and be curious. But I really like what you also said, uh, Amy, to have empathy, that you're going to be a, a, a quality citizen that's going to give back to society. Recently, I, I was at a conference and, and the conference talked a little bit about future ready in terms of uh, workforce and what is going to be required of the workforce. And one of the things that they talked about was AQ, adaptability quotient in, in kids, that they're going to be able to adjust and adapt and be constant learners. Um, and that we need to continue to focus as educators on not necessarily the just the instruction that we're delivering, but we need to focus on their ability to be constant learners, stating that if you learn a specific skill and, and, and once they graduate, that specific skill is almost going to be obsolete in five years. So if they're not going to become lifelong learners, uh, they're going to have a long road in front of them. I also thought this was this was kind of a neat, uh, a neat fun fact that you don't necessarily think about all of the time. But if I said 2070 to you guys, Amy and Layla, if I, if I just said 2070, we might be thinking, oh, that's a long time from now. But if I said to you all 2070, and there's a good chance that kids in elementary school and definitely in, in our pre-K 
uh, LECC program, they're going to be in the workforce in 2070. And we have that responsibility that sets on our shoulders to make sure that we're preparing our kids for that. And we want to hear from our community. That's what the strategic planning process is all about. Uh, I also had student uh, advisory groups yesterday and the day before, and we are encouraging our students to have a voice in our strategic planning process. So with that and talking about our strategic planning process, what themes can be incorporated into our plan? Uh, what will our plan look like? Uh, and, and how do you all anticipate that plan having an impact in the next five years? So that's a huge question I just tossed you away. So take it in chunks and, and, and answer what you feel like you, you want to answer at this point in time. So I think when you talk about like adaptability quotient and, and we talk about um, in curriculum and instruction and how do we prepare students, you know, we've been talking for many years, preparing students for jobs that don't exist currently, right? And how do we create um, goals and objectives through the strategic planning process that keep those those pieces in mind, those, those skills that we want to have, that adaptability in mind. And so as we put this process together, those are the questions that we'll actually be putting out to the community as well. And some of those things start, you know, we talk as, you know, as early as early childhood, right? And so how do we hit the ground running with our early childhood, making sure that we have as many of our students attending a quality uh, pre-K program as possible? Um, and then I think we look at our curriculum and instruction. What are the, the methods that allow for students to learn the academic content in a way where the student ownership and you know, personalized learning uh, is allowed to happen in the classroom so that they can, they, they students, um, we describe it, you know, it, it, instead of that sage on the stage, the teacher's really that guy on the side where the students are immersed in content that is relevant to the real world and they're problem solving and, and working together in groups through challenges that really actually apply in, in the real world. As a teacher, we all heard the, why do I need to know this? Or when am I ever gonna use that? Um, and so really trying to make sure that we develop a curriculum and instruction that, that addresses that opportunity for students to understand the connections of what they're learning to, to their futures. I also think as we look at these strategic planning um, pieces of that, with, you know, building empathy and having conversations around, as Layla mentioned, mental health and social and emotional learning and building plans to make sure we're supporting our students in developing these skills. Um, social and emotional learning is, is not something that you're, you know, you're born with skills to adapt um, and have resiliency. These are things, you know, our kids have shown us great resiliency. Our community yeah, yeah. has shown great resiliency in the pandemic, but we need to be purposeful in how we teach um, students to to cope uh, when challenges come up and how do we create goals and objectives that allow for that um, opportunity for students to kind of fail forward with the supports in place um, to then be able to handle that and move forward uh, stronger and better. And so when we look at our strategic plan, those are the kinds of things that we need to, to drill down uh, as we gather community input on where those pieces are most important what pieces are most important, and then what are those objectives that we can put in place and action steps. And that's what we'll be devising and creating as we build this strategic plan, um, some concrete ways that we can 
we can create those future ready graduates uh, to walk across the stage with the skills and attributes that we feel are most important. And you know, we look at strategic planning, not just for our students, but also for our community. And we've had conversations about, you know, what kind of supports and education can we provide parents? It's obviously, you know, all three of us have children and we know what a challenging time it is to um, be raising children. And so providing our parents an opportunity for education and to be able to collaborate and, and talk with one another in supportive ways. I think the other piece that will always be a focus um, for our district is continuing to ensure that you know, we're creating equitable opportunities um, and really helping all students strive and feel a sense of belonging in the Ladue School District. And we know that there's continued work needed in that area. And so it was a focus of our last five-year strategic plan and will continue to be a major focus uh, moving forward in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on a couple of things you guys said uh, and one thank you for those comments because I think it gives the community some insight to the the you know the fact that we are seeing our kids the fact that we do want to make those true authentic uh, connections with our kids so that we can serve them well right um, so I will tell you that uh, Amy I absolutely love it when you talk about failing forward right? that it's 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 a natural process in school you're not going to be successful at everything you try from a social as social aspect to to a, a, an academic aspect but when you have the right supports you're failing forward and we're going to lift you up we're going to try again we're going to we're going to make sure that uh you have a ton of support uh so that that failure forward sets you up for success in in the future and then I'm so glad you brought up the topic of uh, equity, uh, Layla, because that is just at the cornerstone of everything we do. And it's really intergrained. It, it's intertwined uh, into our work uh, together. Um, that sense of belonging, if kids don't feel safe, if they don't feel comfortable, they're not going to learn no matter how we teach, no matter what we say. Uh, they gotta, they've got to uh, feel safe and, and comfortable when they walk up and down those hallways. So that's definitely an emphasis for us. So thank you guys for bringing that out and, and your questions um, and are your answers to the questions here. So what is your hope? If I could just say, you know, at the, at the end of this strategic planning process, um, what's your hope for Ladue community? What's your hope for our kids? We get, the, we get everything taken care of. We've got the strategic plan finished. To Amy's point, we have our, our action steps. We've got our strategies listed out. We feel good about the process. Um, everybody's given air high fives to everybody and we're, re we're ready to roll. But what is your hope? What is your hope in your role here in our district when the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed to the strategic planning process? My hope is that we're all inspired to do the work, to achieve the goals that we've created and that we see connection in the work we're doing to create this innovative, exciting, uh, equitable learning experience for all of our kids. My hope is that by the end of the five years, we really are able to tangibly look back and see the difference that we've made um, for our students, whether it's flexible scheduling, whether it's increasing the sense of belonging for all of our students, whether it's looking at our educational opportunity gap and seeing that we've made strides because of the action steps that we've taken, we've taken strides in closing that gap so that all students are successful in the Ladue School District, every single student, every single day. 
um, feels a sense of ownership in their learning, pride in their community, and and that we are making a difference every day. It sounds a little cheesy, I guess, but I think that the, the strategic plan process lays out very specifically steps that when we look back, we can know that we're making progress in those goals. And that's what I get excited about, that it's, that it's the work. Actually, the creation is fun, but it, it lays out the work that we get to do for the next five years to better meet the needs of our kids and our community, which is most the most important part. Um, and so that's, I guess, you know, that's what I get excited about is, is the work that will, will happen in the next five years. And I think back, if you look at our current strategic plan, you look back and what we've accomplished, our beautiful high school, you look at the work around diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, you look at the hiring of the instructional coaches we have now to help us address the educational equity gap. Um, you know, the, the concrete things that have happened because of our last five years, um, I look really forward to being able to look back with pride uh, in all that we've accomplished um, after these this next five years. I totally agree with Amy. I think that's something I was going to piggyback on is my hope would be that, you know, in five years, school doesn't look the way it did five years ago. That I think education yeah. is something that's constantly evolving because our students are constantly evolving and our world is constantly evolving. So, Dr. Wick, when you talk about our early childhood students and what the workforce is going to look like in 2070, um, it'll be completely different. I mean, imagine 50 years ago, you know, how how very different the workforce was. And so hopefully, you know, when we're walking around you know, all these beautiful new buildings, we're seeing school and education done in a different way. Um, you know, to Dr. Zlinski's point, five years ago, we didn't have one-to-one -one technology in all of the buildings like we do now and, and all of the opportunities that that's provided students. So I think, you know, building off of everything Dr. Zlinski said, my first hope is that students get up every day and even if they're not ecstatic to come to school that they at least <laughs> feel like that they can come into the, these buildings and know that there is there are people that care about them and you know want them to do well and they feel like they belong here and that when they walk across the stage um to what you said dr whippy that they have the confidence to you know go on to take whatever next steps um forward and i think we can, you know, it would be a beautiful thing to accomplish and, you know, to set direct action steps to try to achieve. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys so much for the for those answers. Hey, I like to do something at the end of our podcast where I totally put you guys on the spot, like I haven't already done that. So uh, get ready, right? Uh, I like to, I like to do what we call one word, and I'm already going to cheat because I'm going to give you two words, but. Uh, and then you have to just answer with one word, or if you want to cheat as well, you can give me two. Uh, Dr. Zelensky, this may be hard for you, but we're going to do it. All right. Mm -hmm. do it. So it's going to be simple. All right. I want you to give me one word. And that first word that pops into your mind when you, you hear me say, Ladue students. Rock stars. Exceptional. Yeah, absolutely. My, mine was going to be brilliant, right? Uh, I, I'm so impressed when I visit buildings. You know, I like to think about our strategic planning process as our roadmap to urgency, right? Uh, there's so many things that are on our plates every single day. And what a strategic planning process does is it streamlines our work to what needs to be urgent. Everything in education is, in, is important, right? But where do we need to place the urgency right of way? Uh, and so our community is going to help us with that. 
um, where we need to place that urgency. And it's my hope feel comfortable in that Brene Brown wrote that book, Daring Greatly, that they're they're ready to be to be able to to dare greatly and be vulnerable and be willing to take chances and take risk uh, and feel confident and comfortable to be able to do that. So with that all being said, all right, I need to give our community kind of an update into the phasing process of our of our strategic planning process. So we we have broken this down into four phases. All right, and I'm going to make sure I get everything correct here. So I'm looking at my notes, but phase one is district-wide communications. So we've already sent out that district-wide communication. We have a video. Unfortunately, you had to look at my face for the video, but you had a, a video that went out uh, that uh, kind of launched off the future-ready strategic planning process. Um, a copy of the, the letter and the video can be found on our district's website. If you didn't get it or you, uh, you want to go back and look at it again. And now we flow into phase two. So we're already into phase two of, of this where we're going to administer a district a survey. And guess what? That district survey went out today or is going out today, October 1st. All right. It'll be open from the, the time frame of October 1st through the 10th. And the goal of this uh, survey is to get a pulse on the climate and culture, along with a few strategic questions. This will give us a baseline data that will help us, again, prioritize areas. Remember, I talked about where we want to put place that urgency. Um, this will help us do that. And then phase three is the community engagement uh, process. Really excited about this. Although it's going to be done virtually, I'd much rather be, be in person. We're playing it on the safe side. We're hoping we get a lot of people. So we're going to avoid a large group gathering and we're going to do it virtually. But everyone is invited to join us for our future ready virtual community engagement forum, which will be via Zoom again. But it's going to be Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 730. So I'm going to repeat that for our community. It's going to be Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 730. And you can find any details to that night on our website or any of our social media channels as we'll be pumping and getting that all ready to go. And then we flow into what I think is going to be the most exciting part of our strategic planning process because it's when we break things down into subgroups. Uh, during the survey and the community engagement forms, everyone will have an opportunity to indicate to us if you'd like to join one of the district subcommittees. Uh, these subcommittees will be where we place priorities uh, and start to plan out district goals for our future ready five-year strategic plan. Uh, I will take recommendations from these subcommittees and share them out with our Board of Education for final approval of our strategic planning process. So sounds good. Sounds like a lot of work in front of us, but it sounds like a lot of fun. And, th and this is kind of, you know, it's so motivating for me to even talk about this. One, because it's not about COVID. Uh, and two, it's about our kids, right? It's about, again, and I sound like a broken record, but hey, we're going through this process so we can do a better job of seeing our kids and knowing them as, as individuals, uh, serving our kids and making those true authentic connections, not only with our students, but with our community as a whole, with, which all of that had to be put on pause, right? I mean, it all had to be put on pause uh, with the pandemic. Amy and Layla, I cannot thank you enough for everything that you've taught me during this, this session, everything that you've taught our community during this session. session. Thank you for joining the discussion and helping us lead 
our community through the next five-year strategic planning process. Hey, Ledoux, we're at the end of our podcast. It was a phenomenal conversation. I will ask all of Ledoux to make it a Ledoux day. Let's see, serve, and connect with our kids and our community. Hey, have a great one. Make it a Ledoux day.